listening to The Malting Hour with Brandon and Tony. You can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook by searching The Malting Hour. And coming soon, themaltinghour.com. Now, on to the show. I'm gonna be the one who's waking up to you. Yeah, actually, I'm 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 shocked. It's a so what's Bavarian style Hefeweizen? Is that the same as just a Hefeweizen? Well, Bavaria is Germany, right? Yeah, it's a German Hefeweizen. Is basically what it is. I'm gonna read the back. In Bavaria, a unique strain of wheat beer yeast produces an array of distinct flavors. Qualities typical of true Hefeweizen. Citrus, bubblegum, clove, and banana. All the things you wanted in ours. Joseph Brau Bavarian-style Hefeweizen is fermented with this exceptional strain. In accordance with the German purity law, which is the... Oh, man. I suck at pronouncing that. Reinheitsgebot. Thank you. (laughs) It's close enough. (laughs) Thanks. Uh, This superior beer, that's, you know, really tooting your own horn there, is brewed with uh, a minimum of 50% malted wheat. Beer stats. It's like a trading card. 5.3% alcohol by volume in all capital letters. 12 bitterness, bitterness IBUs and fermented with top fermenting yeast. But what's the ABV? It only says alcohol by volume. <laughs> 5.3! Just used to putting my beer there. And we're recording. Yeah, no, I knew that. That's I, I kind of put it together. Um, hey, welcome to another episode of the Malting Multi Hour. Ooh, we should start saying it together. Yeah. <laughs> also, I, I think we're. I have an idea to to get a new theme song, and nothing against Fluid Minds uh, music. Somewhere in there, Joe. I may have mentioned this a while ago. Joe Laxner, uh, our friend Stephanie's friend, and our friend, my friend. Is he your friend? Is Joe your friend too? It's not Stephanie's friend. Stephanie, right? <laughs> Stephanie's brother. <laughs> Man, uh, one, like, one half of a different Joe? What's going on? Stephanie Laxner Ryban, uh, owner of Fanny's, owner and proprietor of Fanny's, who has been on the a show. Prop? <laughs> Prop, <laughs> Prop day? <laughs> uh, he wrote a song called The Beer Song, and it, it would be. Absolutely perfect for this show. I'd have to hear it. I'll scrutinize it. <laughs> it's pretty good. Uh, welcome to another episode. As you know, uh, this is the episode after the Super Bowl where the... And what a game that was. It was so great. I can't believe all those touchdowns and penalties. Yeah. I wonder how many hot dogs are eaten at the Super Bowl. <laughs> We can probably Google that. Uh, if you can't tell, this is recorded before the Super Bowl, but released uh, uh, the day after the Super Bowl. Um, Liar! Sorry. Day of. Uh, day of. Day, no, day after, yeah. Uh, we're actually watching the Super Bowl right now. Yeah, touchdown! <laughs> Go, Go team! team. <laughs> uh, we were supposed to have guests today, but unfortunately they're unable to be here. So Brandon and I are going to wing it. We're going to throw a show together, and we've already drank uh, a beer. And with it being still January, we're, we've been dry this whole January, yeah. except for recording the podcast. So this has been fun to have a beer or two with you. The only time I'm drinking beers with you, man. As it should be. Mm, I think I'll so it is written. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so actually uh, what we did have was a Joseph Brau Hefeweizen. Um, so the reason we came upon this beer is I think my sister brought this for Christmas Eve. Had good choice. One of them or two of them? Maybe. I think one of them. Yeah, Christmas. Um, <laughs> Who's going to remember anything that's going on then? Um, I do. I um, did. I only had to, <laughs> I, I had 12 ounces of beer with Mike. Yeah. So she brought this, I believe, because my, uh, well, Becca was like, oh, your sister was drinking some kind of wheat beer. And I'm assuming this was it. So, And there was like five left over. So I'm assuming, uh, again, 
Probably the one. She's a light drinker. So um, so this is out of San Jose, California. Um, it's the Joseph Brow Hefeweizen. Yeah. Um, I don't know where she got it, but it's actually solid. So Tony and I were talking before we started recording about um, the flavors in this beer. And this is exactly kind of what... So we brewed a Hefeweizen, what, like a year and a half, two years ago almost? Yeah, two Weissmen. Yeah, so the two Weissmen. And this is what we wanted. Like, this is the flavor, the flavor profile we actually wanted. And Tony read the description late, uh, earlier, but it was the citrus, bubblegum, clove, and banana. What I was specifically looking for when we brewed it was banana. Yeah, and, and bubblegum. I was just say, yeah, I think we were we were both on banana and bubblegum more yeah. than and bubblegum, bubblegum more than anything. We hit clove. I feel like yes. clove. I felt like was the the one note that, that was we prominent. Hit. I yeah, think, I feel. and I and I forgive my my ignorance. I don't know. I I'm not sure. We use the right yeast strain from what I was looking <clears throat> online, and I, and I don't have the recipe in front of yeah. me. What I was seeing online, they were using the right yeast strain, and we temperature plays a big factor in what flavors we're going to get from those yeasts. And as I was telling you before, before we started recording, that I just ordered um, my, my firm wrap, my fermentation wrap, which will help me now better control uh, temperatures when it comes to fermenting. So uh, the reason why I got it is because I'm going to be doing a sour beer for my wife. Um, <clears throat> so I'm excited about that. But the other reason is for beers like this where you want a specific temperature to get those uh, specific flavors um, from the yeast, or the phenols. Um, that's what you're shooting for it has to be a, a specific temperature so we'll have a better chance of, of hitting those flavors from here on out yeah so according to beersmith we use saf brew wheat that's correct uh wb06 yeah that's what we that is what we used for it and if anybody's used that um you're probably familiar with the flavor profiles that you're going to get from that yeast the other thing um about that going back to that firm wrap um is being able to uh, maybe use the Kavike yeast, uh, as I was telling you about it, you know, get up to 90 degrees. Um, and that's like a great temperature, <laughs> yep. which is, is terrifying to think that you're going to be fermenting at 90 degrees, but also for lagering, um, when you want to ramp up the temperature and do a little bit every day to slowly get it up to, to kill off any of the diacetyl, um, in there, this is going to be pretty rad. It's a tool I've needed and a tool I've used. Thanks, Mom, for the Amazon gift card. <laughs> Spending it on beer. But yeah, that was um, a really good beer. Um, I did not... I don't know what I expected. I feel like I have low expectations of Hefeweizens that aren't uh, nationally recognized as delicious Hefeweizens. Yeah. You know, like popular ones. Um, so when I try a new one, I'm, I'm, I'm always very hesitant because... You can get some really good ones. You can get some really bad ones, I feel like. I, I think you and I did an okay one for our yeah. our, our shot at brewing one. But uh, this is this one's delicious. Yeah, and, and I know, I remember I, I remember I gave it to Becca, and she wasn't that big of a fan. Um, and it was for the reasons that, um, that I wouldn't have liked it. You know, I, I mean, I liked the beer, but it was missing what I was looking for. Sure. You know, much more of that bubble gum or much more of that banana flavor. So I just did a quick search because I was trying to remember um, what uh, yeast that I... So when we were talking about, like, doing this again, um, what specific yeast other people have used to kind of get those flavors. And there's a... I don't know. How do you spell it? Y yeast? Y yeast, yeah. Yeah, Y yeast. Bavarian wheat yeast, which is their 3638. Or the... Weihensteffen wheat thirty sixty eight um, are the two most popular West choices. West of spell it. Well, W E I H E N S T E P H A N. Westerfian. I'm pronouncing that wrong, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. So those two um, are the strain. two prominent ones that I saw when I was doing my search uh that people use to kind of get those flavors and we normally use dry yeast it's yeah. just uh and, and and actually recently i thought to myself like maybe it's time to go and switch over to um the liquid yeast just for a couple of i feel like I'm, i've limited or we've limited ourselves to oh, those goddamn fridges that never really get picked up on microphone <laughs> but they're on um 
hey, while you're up, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, one, ooh, notification. Uh, I feel like we're limiting ourselves to what the dry yeast can produce. Um, but I love the beers that I'm making, but it'd be really fun to say my New England IPA, try something a little different. Um, as far as yeast, we don't get, I know uh, a lot of the, the homebrew podcasts I listen to, like Brewlosophy and Basic Brewing. Ooh, Brandon just pronounced something nice, something I didn't expect. And as the weather is much colder here today, and we're about to get some snow tomorrow, this is going to be the perfect beer. Um, one of the... Lake Effect snow? I think so, but Lake Effect is not the guest tonight. <laughs> soon, Clint, soon. Um... The Imperial Yeast. Imperial Yeast, I would love to get my hands on Imperial Yeast. And the closest place in the Chicagoland area that I know of, that according to their website, is in Plainfield. And I'm not about to, tri- about to take a trip down to Plainfield to get some Imperial Yeast, but um, those strains are supposed to be pretty good. And I don't know why I'm not... I'm just it, The light bulb just went off in my head. We are... So close to Omega I was, Yeast. I, I was literally... I was standing there thinking, I was like... so bad. Why are we not... Using Omega yeast. Well, that, yeah. or, I mean, there's reasons because it's we've been brewing with stuff yeah. for so long. But that would be a good guess on the podcast. Yeah. Because uh, they do a lot of brewing experiments over there. Yeah. They're, they're, they're supposed to be opening up a tap room, too. They used to be really close. I mean, they're still close to uh, Lake Effect. They used to be neighbors, like a door length apart away from Lake oh, were Effect. Were they in that small room? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then they move right down, right down the ways. Right down the ways as I'm moving my head. For right but yeah, Omega Yeast would be um, awesome. Maybe we should just do some experiments with that. Um, speaking of experiments, I just recently brewed a lager. As I mentioned, the other two podcasts. I'm promoting these other podcasts. Is that a bad thing? <clears throat> okay. Don't listen to these guys. They know a lot, and they've taught me a lot, but don't listen to them. Um, if you ever get a chance, if you listen to uh, any other beer or homebrewing podcast, you're probably familiar with Basic uh, Brewing Radio and Brewlosophy. Um, I've learned a lot from both of these podcasts, and my latest brew is... <laughs> Brandon made a face about this beer, <laughs> and we'll tell you what the beer is shortly. Um, was a combination of things. So basically, what I did was a 15-minute boil, all liquid pilsner extract, no chill, room temperature fermentation lager. So no chill, no chill. By no chill, I mean it's like it's so uptight. It's like ready. It's so angry. It's never chill. But so no chill means I did not chill it by any other means other than naturally letting okay. it chill. I was gonna say, didn't you leave it outside in thirty degree weather? <laughs> yes, but that took a while. So there's no yeah. immersion chiller. It just kind of free. Well, I guess there's some some chill. We'll call it yeah. a some chill. But uh, yeah, so I use six pounds of six point three, six point six pounds of liquid malt extract, pilsner extract. I also used three ounces of tetanering, tetanering um, hops. This is only did for 15 minutes. I only boiled it for 15 minutes, so I added all three at 15 minutes, so I'd get as much uh, IBUs as possible out of those three. So that would still resemble a Pilsner. Um, as Brandon said, I just then I dumped it into a bucket. It was I don't have my water running outside to my hose. I don't want it freezing, so I just dumped it in a sanitized bucket and put the top on, let it sit outside for a little while. And once it got down to temp, I pitched the yeast and let it sit in my anywhere between sixty-five to sixty-eight degree basement, close to the actual heater. Um, and I checked the gravity three days afterward, and it was went from one point. 043 down to 1.11 so it's done fermenting it should it might actually go to, I, i'm letting it go until tomorrow um which would be three days later it should be down to 1.008 i'm gonna keg it find is it that what it's supposed to be at it yes or that, like that's what i'm hoping yeah i mean if it is at 1.011 i'm okay with that i'm still looking at a 4.3 percent beer and if it gets down to the eight it'll be a 4.6 percent beer not a big deal um from what I tasted from the sample, tastes pretty darn good. Tastes fruity. Uh, and then once it's done, I'm going to keg it, fine it with some gelatin, add some gelatin in there to help clear it up. 
and let it sit and slow carbonate. I don't normally do that. I normally just hit it with a whole bunch of CO2 and have it carbonated in about three days. This I'm just going to let it go for two weeks. Let it carbonate and have it ready for February where I'm it's a, that's the first beer I want to drink. Well, most of the time when we're brewing, we're brewing for like an event and yeah. we need like, oh, let's carbonate the shit out of this as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, so for, yeah, so when you slow, so, so the slow carbonation, mm-hmm. um, so what PSI do you put it at? To do? I'm going to, I'm going to start it at 15 PSI and then after a week, take a look at it, see where I'm at um, as far as carbonation but that's goes. Like close to serving pressure, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you basically just let it sit on that for like... Yeah, you don't have to crank it up too high. Um, I, Mike and I have only done it a couple of times where we've actually just let it sit. Once we found out you can do the burst carbonation, I never looked back. Oh, yeah. It's just, it just way way quicker. I've done it. Actually, the last time I did the burst carbonation was on my um, New England IPA Run the Jewels 3. Oh, nice. A Christmas fucking miracle. And that was done carbonating in two days. And I I, I think my gauge is off. Because <laughs> I thought I had it sitting at 20 PSI. I think it was at 30 PSI. And it was just fully carbonated and ready to go. So I dropped that down fast. And <clears throat> uh, Speaking of which, that beer I was just telling you, since it's been dry January, except for when we've done these two podcasts, I poured a little bit just to see where I was at to make sure it wasn't oxidized. Because when you oxidize a New England IPA, it does turn a murky color. Sometimes people have said purple brownish purple so i wanted to make sure that wasn't happening i poured off a little bit is that how they make purple haze yeah dude it <laughs> <laughs> just oxidizes it just oxidize the fuck out of this new England ipa um it is not oxidized but it is clearing up i can now sort of see through it it's more opaque <clears throat> is opaque one? no not opaque opaque is you can't see through it. um it is hazy like a re- like a commercial hazy new england ipa <laughs> I can see clearly now. The haze (laughs) is almost gone. Oh, nice. I like that. That was good. Um, Yeah, so that's where that's at. So it it smells delicious, though. It still smells. It still has that bright citrus aroma to it. But but that was also kind of part of my experiments. But yeah, so the lager, at some point, I will make sure you and I drink that on this podcast that we have. Brandon, (laughs) why don't you tell the folks what it is we are drinking because... I got to say, it's fucking delicious. So um, I had purchased, I thought we were going to have some guests tonight. So I was going to bust out a, it's the Lagunitas Willitized Coffee Stout. Mm-hmm. But this is actually a 2018. Uh, I was going to ask because I had the 2019 in a four pack. Yep. This has held up incredibly well. Yeah. Um, and this was me just walking through Benny's the other day, and they had a stack of them. And I didn't really? realize it was a 2018 when I just pulled it off the shelf, but now I think I might be going back tomorrow. How much like, was it? Like, what, nine bucks? Ten yeah, bucks? Eight nine, nine. Dude, the coffee is so prominent. I'm, I'm but shocked. But not bitter. Yeah, I yeah, know. It's in a very, very good way. So, truth be told, because actually, so we're not filming video for this one, but... Um, this one I pulled straight out of the fridge. I poured it, and we took a couple sips. Um, it hasn't like warmed up yet, so that's kind of my goal is to see how it changes. But normally, I got my hands wrapped yeah, all around it. Normally, yeah. where's your wrap from God, Amazon? It's being delivered tomorrow. <laughs> um, yeah, normally, um, I, I, I mean, in coffee beers we've tried in the past, and we've we've done this on the podcast. It's just that bitterness that. Green pepper yeah. flavor, which is, as we've noticed in the Bourbon County, when we got together and did like the vertical and threw some of those variants in, some people perceived green pepper in some of them, while others didn't, and then vice versa in other years. Yeah. Um, so just for the hell of it, I'm going to read what's on the side of the bottle uh, from our friend, the Kentucky distiller, oh. J.D. Willett himself. We have one type of barrel. Wood. <laughs> <laughs> and we put two things in them, rye and bourbon. Mm. We scored some of JD's scrutable casks and mm. put one thing in them, beer. The taste tells. It's good to have friends. Let us know what you think. 707-769-4495. We should call that number one day and just be like, hey. What if we just call it right now while we're doing the episode? I'm pretty sure it's a voicemail, but I want to know what it says. Yep. So we'll let them know that it's the malting hour. Did you ever see on um, 
like the Lagunitas Facebook page, they've released like the voicemails. Oh, really? That people put on there. They they create an audio track. I'm like, well, here, listen to this recent voicemail. Hey, let's let's leave one as the malting hour. Let's see. We're making podcast history for our own podcast. I have no idea if anyone any else other, has done any this. other podcast has done this. You can probably pull it back a little bit, right? Let's see. Yeah, that's good. that's good. Let's see. It's Brandon and Tony. Somebody answers. It's our first phone call on the podcast. Oh. Thank you for calling Lagunitas Brewing Company, Petaluma. For the Schwag Shop, press one. Hmm. For the tap room and beer sanctuary, press two. Hmm. For security, press three. Ooh, that's us. To leave a general message, uh, press four. To just a general to dial message. Dial by name, press four. five. That's four. And to reach our Chicago location, oh, press six. That's where we're at. Thank you. Right, move four. <laughs> Do we leave a message? Yeah. Hey, it's Tony Golick and Brandon Winninger. And we're calling from the Malting Hour podcast in Chicago. And we just cracked open a bottle of the 2018, was it? Uh, the Willetized Coffee Stout. And we saw the phone number and we're actually recording the episode right now. And we just wanted to tell you guys almost a year or so later. This beer still kicks ass. It's holding up really well, and we're enjoying it, and we're doing a quick little review on our podcast right now. So, uh, yeah, check it out. The Malting Hour. Yep. All right. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Lagging Eaters. Bye. <laughs> Let me get that Waldo's 420. It's so good. You know what? So, oh, we're still recording. I'll save that comment for something else. Mm. Um. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to find out what that was off mic. Yeah. Um, Speaking of off mic, where is Mike? <laughs> ah, I was hoping you're gonna go with that. Still have yet to release. Oh no, the heat! It's turned on. The system Again. is down. The system is down. Your kid's probably sleeping. Yeah, he can't hear this. Oh, good. He shouldn't hear this. So, hey, just just know everybody that when the summertime rolls around. Summertime. You'll just have to worry about the air conditioning turning on. <laughs> you know, I'm going to be honest about something. I can't stand the Lana Del Rey cover of that song. There, I said. I don't know it. if I've ever heard it. Or ever heard I just, it. It's like one of those songs. It's not like, oh my God, it's such a great song. You know, don't cover it. But her cover was almost just. You just did the song. It's like, why? Yeah, I didn't really care for it. I like Lana Del Rey. I think Lana Del Rey is very good. That cover. Was that necessary? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of covers that just don't make sense in music. And welcome to the music hour with Tony and Brandon. So hey, we're multicultural. The we're multi just... the malting hours with Brandon and Tony. The music hours with Tony and Brandon. <laughs> it's a whole nother show. So I've warmed up this glass in my hand. I'm tasting more barrel and um, kind of some booziness in that. Are you, still on, are you still on the line with Lagunitas? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Lagunitas! <laughs> no. Oh, man. Oh boy, we didn't even leave a callback number. That's what we should have done. Like, hey, call us back, Jack. Because oh, we actually, I mean, we do have an official, well, there's a 212 phone number that nobody ever calls. Yeah, I don't know if I renewed it. I did. Oh, you son of a bitch. She's going to go straight to my phone. I've gotten some phone calls lately I don't recognize. I should probably start answering those. Oh, boy. Maybe. Maybe. Anyways. So getting some barrel out of there, huh? Hey? <laughs> hey, get some barrel. <laughs> So it's a rye oak great, barrel. Great segue. Great segue <laughs> back into it. Uh, I'm sorry. What is it? A rye oak barrel? That's what it says. Mm. You know. I know what to read. <laughs> I went to school. We both went to Catholic schools. So do we know how to read? Do we know how to math? Do we know how to do anything? Well, yeah. We didn't go to public school. Oh, all right. Ooh, burn! <laughs> CBS in your face. No, no. No, just joking. Editor's note. Editor's note. CPS, you're right. You're all right in our books. Better than You're our, all all right! Better than the private schools Brandon and I went to, to be honest. Really? Yeah, dude, fuck the Packers. Let's go. Yeah, fuck the Pack. Um, <laughs> who, or not, who weren't in the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Remember that? Remember they, when they weren't in the Super Bowl? Yeah, because they should never be in the Super well, Bowl. On the last episode, uh, I mentioned that the Super Bowl was going to be the Ravens and the 49ers. It is not the Ravens, that is for sure. They did not make the cut. So, Dude, so... Fuck, now I feel like I jinxed did, the Did Packers you watch that Chiefs game? In. 
Which one? The Chiefs game? Oh, my God, yeah. Uh, I was sick that day. I did not feel great, and that was the only thing that I did was, well, I went to Ellie's for breakfast, which was fantastic. Which made you sick. (laughs) No, I was sick before that. I did not feel great in the morning, but that breakfast was phenomenal. Um, We got home, and I was going to take a nap, and I think I slept for like... Thanks for the invite. Sorry, I should have invited you for the nap. Are you mean to Ellie's? (laughs) Yeah. The nap would have been a lot cooler. Uh, Excuse me. uh, We went out for Laura's birthday, actually. Oh, Uh, cool. Family went. Um, And I got home. I slept for a couple hours, and then the game started. And I missed all of the scoring against the Chiefs. So when I woke up, the score was like uh, 21-3, I think, or something like that. Yeah. No, I think they didn't score until they got to 24. Into the second quarter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or no, didn't... uh, What was it? Were they playing the Texans, right? Yeah. They Cause, had because there was some one because I, I well all right then somebody screwed up because I remember it was like hearing three touchdowns or some shit like that so because I was kind of in the same boat I wasn't napping but I was me and the kid were hanging out and then I was looking at my phone and I was like what's going on what's going on and I saw that they were down by like twenty one points or something and I was like um this is stupid um and then I decided to tune in because I saw it was twenty four like fourteen or something like that um, and then when I was watching the game, they were talking about how I swear they had said that there was 24 unanswered points before they started to respond, and I was like, oh, yeah. Look, I mean, I, it could be 21 too. No, no. You're, I mean, so in the first quarter, they scored the the Texans scored 21 points, and then I'm not sure how it played out, but Houston got three points in the second quarter. I think it was 24 unanswered points in the beginning of the second quarter. And that's when the Chiefs came back yeah. when I woke up from my nap and scored 28 <laughs> points and then won the game 51 to 31. That game was. Re- so I watched the rest of the game. They ran out of fireworks. That was, yes, that was awesome. That was the greatest thing I've seen. I like the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, me too. And the reason why I do like them, and, and Mike and I had this conversation recently. Holmes, man. Me, Paul. Homeless. Me, Paul, and Mike, and our cousin Vince went to Kansas City you know, three or four years ago to see a Bears game. And it was the year... Oh, whatever. 2000. It was the year before the... <laughs> it's the second time we referenced that in the podcast. It was the year before the Cubs won the World Series. And the Cubs got... The Cubs got knocked out of playoffs. And the Kansas City Chiefs were in. And so while we were there, the only thing we could uh, agree on with the Chiefs fans was that we wanted to see the Royals do well. Um, I forget how that played out. Did the Royals win the World Series that year? I don't know. I'm not really a baseball guy. I'm a football guy. Uh, but the Bears didn't win that game. But the Chiefs fans were super nice, and Kansas City was pretty rad. Um, we didn't find a whole lot of craft beer, and that could have just been our own damn fault because eh, were we really looking? We were just looking for uh, – we oh, no. I take that back. Cinder block. I've got my awesome stainless steel 64-ounce growler. From Cinderblock Brewing. Anybody in the Kansas City area, Cinderblock was super rad. That was awesome beer. I remember having some really good beers there. See, you got to tell me these things. I've been to mm-hmm. Kansas City. I've not been there. Sorry. I forgot to mention that. I forget you go there. Although Boulevard was awesome. I forgot went to Boulevard as well. Yes. But that actually, the line was so long, we just went through the gift shop and we said, okay, cool. Bye. Oh, yeah. So we went. Well, I think it was. And sadly, that tap room's closing. During? It had to be... No, no, no. So the first time I went down there was in an August. So I think maybe that's when we went. It was August. We went. It was like a weekday. Mm-hmm. And we had gone. There was nobody there. Um, we went to like the 11 a.m. tasting. And we just showed up. And there was like, you know, like a group of like five or six of us. And then like four or five other people that were there for like trying to get into the tour. And it was a cool tour, man. Like, yeah. I would do that again. It was us and every other Chicago asshole trying to go through that tour, <clears throat> waiting in oh, line. Yeah. I did buy a button and something else. I didn't buy a t-shirt. A button, you say? I bought a button. I bought a button. Why was it Boulevard? Man, Boulder Shake. I really want some of that right now. A Boulevard so, button. Oh, oof, man. This is a delicious beer, and I am, I am bourbon. Hey, where are we at on time right now? About uh, 30 minutes. Man, you know what we should do? Take a break. Take a motherfucking break. Um, music this episode? I, You know what? I, I'm going to stop doing it until I know for sure. Because I had, I didn't have anything last episode. And I had a follow-up response to music for the last episode after we'd already recorded. So I didn't get a chance to edit that in. 
But I did say it at the end of the episode, which was the English Soft Arts, a band I grew up with. They actually wrote a song about me called Tony Golick. I'm boring everybody now. Please, somebody send us more music because I don't know what's about to play. After the final part. Not yet. I still remember when I did a cover of an English Soft Heart song. Oh, yeah. What did you cover? Girl of the North. Oh, yeah, which is my favorite English Soft Heart song, which I, now, still, I can still hear our cover in my head. Ah, 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 I'm looking for, 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 for. Oh, All right, you know what? Girl of the North! <laughs> I haven't actually edited that podcast yet. Here's a <laughs> That's a song I'm going to throw in there. Girl of the North is what played on the last episode. <laughs> hey, it works out. You know what's going to play on this episode? I don't know. That's a great song. But here's some music. We'll be right back. There we go. Now we're talking. Now we're cooking. That was music by somebody. And we're still drinking the same. Bird. Yeah, we are. And it's, it's very good. Um, I, I went to go and check it in, and the last thing I checked in was in December. Hmm. So my dry January was pretty good. Someone told me, like, you're not really doing dry January if you're drinking uh, during it. And I said, well, I'm, I'm drinking during my, my podcast. Yeah. Brandon and I, that's, that's what we're doing. So. No, it's... It's, it's our, our own rules. version. It's our of, fucking rules. Yeah. It's my fucking dry January, okay? Yeah. I'm not drinking any other time. I'll be dry when I won't. Yeah, dick. <laughs> Fuck you, Lou. Oh, that guy, Lou. That's my co-worker. Um, yeah, geez. Oh, man, it's 18 degrees outside. Jeez. Jesus. Uh, welcome back, everybody. Uh, here we are. Just uh, This episode's a little uh, free-flowing. Kind yeah. of just hanging out. Um, kind of... Well, kind of what we said this podcast was all about, uh, us hanging out, drinking beer, and talking about stuff. Um, we were just looking, Brandon had introduced me to the, what is it, the Wayback Archive? Yeah, the, the Wayback way, Machine the way, or The Wayback Machine, <laughs> showing me uh, videos of his old band, 1566. Brandon and I, uh, many moons ago, uh, had our own record label, combined record label. Yeah, Scud Death Threat Records. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was back in high school. Back in the day. That's what I need to do is like see if that's still around. Because didn't we have a website for S- it? SDT. I think it was sdtrecords.tripod.com. Ooh, man. That just <laughs> rolled off my tongue. Like it's embedded in my brain. Brandon and I, high school friends, and um, he wanted to start a record label called Death Threat, and I had started a record label called Scott. I mean, record label as much as you can when you're in high school. And so we combined them because we were both in bands and making music at the time. So we said, hey, let's let's do Scud Death Threat Records. And we actually put together a... Did we put together a compilation, the Scud Death Threat compilation? Yeah, it exists somewhere. <laughs> was it Rhymster Mom? Is that oh, called? yeah. Yeah. Hermaine Langston... Andy, Steve, right? So that's it. 
So that's that's a song we could play. Hmm. You know what? For the love of money. I'm gonna That was recorded in high school too. I'm gonna take this back right now and say that was the song that was just played. <laughs> I've got the MP3 for that. I, I love her main part. Who's representing? So yeah, you just heard the Rhymester Mobs uh, for the Love of Money, which was recorded back in '97, '98, somewhere Something around like there. Yeah, man, we had big dreams back then, and Langston's the only one I think who's still actively doing music. Yeah, it's great, and I think he lives in LA now. Yeah, I know he's a DJ. I was friends with him on Facebook. I don't think he's very active on there anymore, if, no. if at all. Um, but yeah, man, uh, Andy, I, I thought about contacting Andy for some music too. Some old school elderly apes tunes. Oh, we could do that. We could use that without permission. I'm going to consider that a threat. I mean, I don't know, Andy. If you listen to the podcast, maybe you should, uh, you know, send us a message and let us know that you disagree. Here's the test: yeah, Are you listening Andy. to our podcast? Are you our friend? <laughs> this is getting super personal now. Are you our like we, we've just alienated anybody who's listening to be like, who the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> Great, it's a podcast for their high school friends. Yes. We're now with Steve Buscemi's in Billy Madison. That's who we're turning into. Brandon's actually putting on lipstick, and I'm crossing names off the list. Oh, Steve Buscemi. Oh, man, that's terrible. Oh, what, man. You like Steve Buscemi? I love Steve Buscemi. I was saying it's awful of what that scene represents, which is murder. Anyway, um, yeah, this... Uh, well it ties well it is well itized thank you well itized coffee stout from 2018 is drinking great um very tasty and tasty. the 2019 four packs are also very good if you guys get your hands on that plus it's a four pack for like 15 bucks and black friday when uh bourbon county was released i grabbed like a couple variants from the local cardinal liquors or garfields and uh, went to the liquor store by my house to see what they had. They had four packs of this for 15 bucks. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. That was my phone. Let me <laughs> go ahead and mute that. Um, I grabbed a four-pack of this for 15 bucks, man, and I was not displeased. Yeah. Where I went on to brew a beer, which was Christmas fucking miracle. Ooh. Was it, though? Was it really a miracle? It was. It was a very good beer. It still is a very good beer. I thought about bringing that tonight, too, for our guests, but our guests aren't here. <laughs> there's, there's no guests. Um, so, Brandon and I have been talking about, uh, now that we've got all the uh, bullshit, if you will, out of the way, uh, talking about what's coming up next for the podcast. We sat down recently to figure out what it is we do. Um, and by that I mean what it is that we're going to be doing. We have decided that we're going to switch up maybe... Well, we got a new logo on the way. We actually had three logos to choose from. And we're in the process of selecting that. So my quick Photoshop uh, blurred grains with uh, a font with an overshadow will be replaced by a pretty awesome logo very soon. As far as video goes, we've been talking about video now for a little while. Um, we, the production company that we're working with, have not done a podcast before, let alone doing video. Um, and they're working on a whole bunch of other projects as well. Uh, not that we're being pushed to the to the back here or the wayside or anything, um, but it is taking a little bit longer than we thought to um, edit video and post video. So what we're going to do... What is that? That is like a Vikings bottle. Okay, Bra Vikings style. Brandon just busted out this weird bottle that we'll talk about in a second. But anyways, so we're going to have a video at some point. Um, we're not sure when, but we are working on that. So <clears throat> apologies for those wanting to see our beautiful faces, but you'll have to wait. Um, but we got some awesome... Awesome ideas lined up. Um, we're going to be getting together with some breweries. Um, we've got a special guest that we're going to do for the beginning of the year. Uh, some cooking that I think we're going to do sometime in the spring because we're thinking about maybe doing some... Oh my God, I just read what that says on there. I can't wait to try that. Um, maybe some grilling and uh, beer and food pairing with grilling as we get into... 
the warmer months of spring and summer. Um, but we also have some ideas. Actually, it's an idea brought to us by our uh, well, my friend Clark. I don't know how Brandon. How do you feel about Clark? I love Clark. Okay, it's, it's Brandon's friend too. So Clark, <laughs> you're our friend. You're the show's friend officially. You're the most uh, common guest. He had a great idea of doing a mystery beer episode. We'll be doing that where we're gonna sit around um, and try and. See if we can guess the beer style. Oh, oh, oh. that's Brandon pulling the cork off this. Oh, baby. How's it smell? It's corked. I can't imagine it being terrible, right? No, and the cork, so we should take a picture of this. The cork held up. Oh, fancy. I'll put it on Twitter. Yeah, follow us on Twitter. Guys, follow us on social media. Even if you don't use social media, just fucking follow us. Uh, I'm actually going to rinse our glasses. Oh, thank you. Um, Dog. Thanks. Uh, Clark had this idea of the mystery beers where we're going to sit around and blind taste some beers and see if we can guess the style and or actual beer. So we're looking forward to that. Um, Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. There's some homebrewing stuff we're going to do as well. We talked about doing the pastry stout with the cinnamon rolls. And something else we were talking about is this year, um, as opposed to last year when we did the St. Patrick's Day episode, we did some Irish beers, and we also did an English cream ale, which, if I'm not mistaken, English cream ale that was very sweet. Oof, I remember not really enjoying wanting to drink a whole bunch of that. But this year, we're going to do, uh, Brandon's going to brew a beer, I'm going to brew a beer, or we're going to brew it together. Either way, we're brewing two beers. We're going to do an Irish red and do a dry Irish stout, and we're going to talk about that. Uh, there's also some home brewers that uh, are still waiting in the wings, as they have been for the last... Uh, by the time this episode's out, it actually has been a year uh, since we've been doing this podcast, um, who have said they wanted to come on. Um, so, wow, that is crystal clear. This is, I feel like this is going to be sweet, super sweet. There's head on it. Is there head? Yeah, there's a head on that. Oh, man. But anyways, uh, yeah, so we've got a lot of cool ideas and episodes coming up. Oh, also, if you are listening to This Chick Talks Beer, which is Afro Beer Chick's uh, podcast. She answered a question of mine recently, um, and we're thinking of doing a crossover episode where all three of us get together and we do one episode, but it's on both podcasts. Something like that. We'll see. I don't know. Who knows? But uh, we are going to get together with uh, Afro Beer Chick again soon. So, Brandon, what the fuck did you just pour me? Look at Smell that, dude. Smell it. Holy God, the smell of this right now makes me think you could have waited another 10 years. Because <laughs> this is 11 years old from when it was bottled, and it says it's a reserved. Reserved, yeah. reserved. I'm glad we're not going dry for beers like this. <laughs> mm. Oh my God, that is Holy fucking phenomenal. Fuck. I opened this for you? <laughs> yeah, thanks, dude. Oh, my God. So, Brandon, since you cracked this bad boy open... Yeah, I, I, you do know the what? honors, man. No, no, no. Actually, read it, because I'm going to look this up real quick and find out when this was bottled, because it looks like it might be aged already. So, this is an Old Stock Ale 2009 Cellar Reserve. Malt beverage aged in bourbon barrels. Um, Old Stock Cellar Reserve is a small batch limited release that has been aged in an oak, has been aged in an oak bourbon barrels. <laughs> the grammar's wrong on that. What does it say? What does it say? It says Old Stock Cellar Reserve is a small batch limited release that has been aged in oak bourbon barrels. Oh, there we go. Oh, there you go. So I just can't read. The aging process gives this world-class beer an added layer of complexity, a memorable drink that should be enjoyed as a complex uh, or completely unique offering. Excuse me. The only other time they did this was in 2013, by the way. Yeah. It, 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 in fact, what it says on here on the website is, Old Stock Cellar Reserve 2009 is a small batch limited release that has been aged in bourbon barrels. The aging process gives this world-class beer added layers of complexity and flavor. Bottled in a 500-milliliter bottle with a cork and a wire finish, it is a memorable drink that should be enjoyed as a unique offering. And I will say this. This is a fucking unique experience. That is. Holy shit. It looks like a stone bottle. It's super cool. Yeah, well, yeah, it, it's just the wrapping. But no, I think I this know. is the bottle I'll keep. But 
fucking a north coast has i mean they've been they've got some old stock ale 2011 old stock ale 2013 old stock ale 2014 2014 has two different types oh there's a brandy barrel oh brandy barrel 2005 2011 the bourbon which we're drinking which is also in 2013 the wheat whiskey barrel age which is 2014 2015 and the rye whiskey is 2014 i don't know when or if we're gonna get another version of this beer and i've seen this beer before in your cellar we've gone through and it's and man if there was ever to have video Tonight is the night. Look at that. For I know uh, it's it's like a amber color. It's it's very dude the aroma like, on it, and it's like it's got that sticky mouth feel. It's it's very good, barley wine. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. This is like a good barley aged barley wine that it's thin. In the right way possible. It's not um, not thin like this is not a knock to uh, Central Waters, but Central Waters barrel aged beers tend to be a little thin. Yep. Um, the mouthfeel isn't uh, too intense or, or thick. I like a good mouth coating, uh, but the Central Waters beers are delicious. But this is, man, imagine this. It's a perfect cellar temperature. Mm-hmm. I almost want to warm it up just a little bit more. To have it like warm and and I'm sure I'm sure that the carbonation on our tongues will be a little more bubblier and add a better mouthfeel to it. But holy cow, this is eleven years later. This is phenomenal. It's also like fucking thirteen percent. Brad, just taking a picture of the two beers we're drinking tonight. Hmm. When I listen to this episode, I'm going to be jealous of myself because I hate hearing when we take a sip into the microphone. Mm-hmm. It grosses me out every time, uh, but I leave it in there. <laughs> but it also reminds <laughs> yeah. you of how good that sip was. Oh, my God. It's going to be hard to top something like this. It's not like the world's most amazing beer, but I'm fucking impressed for an 11-year-old beer to move from your condo Fuck, man, 2009 is when uh, Laura and I got together. So I think I'm pretty sure I bought this. That's my wife. Um, trying to think when. It had to be end of 2010, beginning of 2011. <clears throat> and I may have gotten this from like West Lakeview Liquors. Um, Classic. At the time when they were doing good stuff. Um <laughs> Do good stuff again, guys. Yeah. So anyway, like I, I'd gone in there and like they just had like a bunch of random stuff on the shelf. And like it was when I was just getting into craft beer. And at the time I was like, oh, I want some stuff that's like aged in like 2009 and like 2010 or 11 was aged to me. And I was like, oh, cool. All this stuff I just threw in the fucking cellar and I completely forgot about it. Dude, this is phenomenal. I'm saying it like you fucking made it, but <clears throat> you held on to it for this long. Um, this is by far one of the best I'm gonna edit that one out. This has by far been one of the best aged beers I've ever had, hands down. I mean eleven years, man. I'm thoroughly impressed. Me too, man. With how good it is. And you know what? You, you talked about like the stickiness. Like there's some of those stouts that we have or those barley wines where like the outside of the glass gets super sticky. Yeah. And I don't know how that happens. I know it's obviously like a little dribble or whatever, mm-hmm. but there's none of that. I'm not like... No. It, oh, man. This is what I want to make. I want to make a beer like this yeah. <laughs> that I can age for 11 years and come back to it and be like, ah, there it is. Did I ever tell you... So mm. the one time we had done... May have been our second homebrewers night or third homebrew. One of the homebrewers nights we did at Fishman's. There was a dude that came in, R.I.P. Um, and had made his own mead, mm. but he made it out of maple. He made a maple mead, and I think he said it was like seventeen years old. Holy shit! Because he had made a bunch of bottles of it and like tried it and didn't like it. 
but didn't want to throw it out. So he had it in a shelf, like, in his garage. And then, like, we were doing this homebrewers night. And I guess he had said, like, a couple months prior, he had found it and tried it. And it was phenomenal. And he had a couple bottles of it. And he brought it. It was one of the, like, it was fucking phenomenal. I was like, dude, this is amazing. I was like, it's like 17 years old. That's unbelievable. Like, mm-hmm. maybe it wasn't 17, whatever it was, it was aged. It was a very long time. Yeah, it was, it was a very long time, but I was like, dude, this held up really fucking well. It's amazing when the right beers, like there's that right profile and the right brewing can withstand time. Yeah. And the way it's packaged, the way it's handled also plays a part into it. I mean, the way this was packaged, I mean, I know when you were living in your condo and now you have a house... Um, you had a cool, dark area to store this. Yep. But you moved around, and you moved here, and it's been a cool, dark place. So, I mean, it didn't move around um, a, ton. A, a ton, but it just goes to show when you take good care of some of these bottles or how well these beers are made and packaged. Yeah. How well, well, well how well, how <laughs> well they can hold up. Yeah, I would have expected the cork to be in a lot worse condition, but, like, it's perfect. Oh, my God. Boy, this really pushes the envelope for aged beers. I would like to try I mean, I a very old. <laughs> I, I, I want to try a very old Bourbon County because the oldest I think I've ever tried was two thousand ten. Oh, when was the when was the first Bourbon County again? Um, packaged like we're like mass produced. Mm-hmm. Well, because if you look at the bot, like the original bottles, I think they said like yeah, we talked about something, this, yeah. like. Yeah. First thing it was made, but... Did we ask Eric about it? Maybe? I think so. Uh, anyway, but, like, the bottles that you can find now are usually... I think the oldest goes back to, like, 2005 or six, something yeah. like that. Ah, there's anybody out there that wants to have one of those with us, let us know. Maltinghour yeah. at gmail.com or the Malting Hour on Instagram or the Malting Hour on Facebook or the Malting Hour... On Twitter. On Twitter. <laughs> I'm, I'm just... I am honestly floored by how awesome this beer is. I was expecting um, no carbonation. There was never an interest when we've gone into your cellar and looked at beers. <laughs> and I've seen this beer here. Or, yeah, here. Um, there was never an interest to try that. Because I was like, ooh, 2009. Man, that's past its prime. There's no reason to try that at all. And I am just, man, North Coast. Please keep doing these old stock ales, because according to your website, it looks like you guys ended in 2014 of doing these, and maybe you're aging some now, but whew. Anybody's got these old stock ales, let us know as well. As I said, all those malting hour contacts. Dude, I would be on the... And it's crystal clear. Like, it's that burnt uh, amber-looking color, but I can see right through this beer. When you put it up to a light, you can see right through it. That's amazing. I really wish we had the video yeah. for this. This is a beer to have for the video. <laughs> Sorry. Pour it back in the bottle. Do it again. And it's it's not overwhelming either. It's not like, oof, there's so much to, to, to drink. I can fucking read the coaster through this right now. Um, it's not overwhelming like a barley wine or you know something fresh where it's like oh man that's super hot the hotness is gone it's just good barrel flavor good malt flavor it's sweet it's boozy without it being hot man am i glad that we drank this during dry january (laughs) (laughs) outstanding man i out of all the beers i've oh there's a little bit more. Out of all the beers that my friends have shared with me over the years, I've been very grateful and very thankful. Brandon, uh, 90% of them are from you. <laughs> this might be because of situation alone and how old this beer is. This might take the cake. Cheers. Yeah, cheers, man. See, there are some beers that are worth saving. There are some beers that are worth waiting on. Um Try them fresh if you can, but if you got two bottles of something, it, it's it's worth aging. Fresh beers are great, but man, don't don't store everything. That's why we're emptying cellars these days. Yeah, <laughs> mm. yeah and I'm like, 
And if you got something like this. I almost grabbed something else, and then I saw this, and I was like, eh, it's a smaller bottle. We can do this one. No, 13%. Um, For my next trick. For our next trick, we're going to do an after the final pour. No, we're not. Not tonight. I almost thought about that because I thought we were going to finish off on that uh, coffee stout. I feel like one night what we're going to do is just do an after the final pour by ourselves. Yeah, I mean, why not? We're just going to drink, like, seven beers. <laughs> Here's some one-shots, basically. After the final pour, a.k.a. one-shots. Man, I'm so grateful for you sharing this beer with me, man. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Both beers. I mean, all three beers tonight. Um, thank you. I feed you when I can. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to fucking scoop a whole bunch of that lasagna you have upstairs that you can do that too <laughs> zucchini lasagna right into my mouth and then hit the road in an uber just joking i'm not that bad am i i was gonna say I was like, did you uber here <laughs> yeah totally uber dear <laughs> totally uber. um well man i i don't know how to the beer is hitting me now. Yeah. <laughs> I have no I have no way of, of wrapping up the show other than thanking you for you can see I've got way more of the bottom of the 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 bottle. Oh there. yeah. I'm not mad at all. Ooh, that's not too ooh, bad. One little floater. One little floater's yeah, not, not bad, bad though. <sighs> I'm gonna look back at this episode and be like, man, I was just totally excited about this <laughs> beer because I really am. I you know what? Like out of all the beers that I, I'm mean, like kind of what you said, but like out of all the beers that I pulled out, this is the one that I was just like, this is solid. And again, if this was like a two year old beer, I'd probably be like, mm. but an 11 year old fucking beer. Yeah, dude, what's the oldest Bourbon County you have? Is it 2012? It might be 13 now, but whatever, something like that. I know Mike and I have a 13, and at this point, I want to wait the 10 years, which is double the time that they said to hold on to it. And I would like to get a hold of a barley wine when they were in the 12-ounce format to hold on to as well and do like a 10-year test. I might have one of those. Yeah, those, let's fucking hold on to those. (laughs) You know what I mean? That would be great to just start adding to it. There's so much. I know places that are still selling 2017 Bourbon County, so it's already been three years and we can get those for like nine bucks i'm thinking about scooping those up and aging some and doing some some fun uh french pressing with them but hmm. I, it's gonna be hard to top an 11 year old beer that tastes this freaking good we're never coming back <laughs> this is it this is the last episode everybody we did it we can't, we can't go any we further did. we can't go any further than this <laughs> We're not doing a uh, video anymore. This is this is it until we get a hold of the Dogfish Head Worldwide Stout H and Utopia Sparrows. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we got to find that. Dude, we also have to get that uh, um, New Holland Dragon's Milk Reserve that was, oh, fuck. They did a small batch of it with coconut and, oh, I sent oh, God, it to. Is it the one they had it? Um... I sent it to Kevin Goggin. Our pale ale episode friend and after the final pour friend. Gotta bring him back. That guy loves beer now. That guy really loves beer. Yeah, whatever he's willing to pay, he's welcome to come back. If you're willing to buy beer, Kevin, you're welcome to come back anytime. Just joking. Yeah, we gotta sort of guest bring beers on. Like, come on. That was that's what we did with Stephanie. We made her bring a beer and she's like, Oh, so this is your podcast, you're gonna make people bring beer? And we're like, Yeah, and then we never did it again. Nope. Just so you know, guests from now on... Well, Clark's done it, actually. Clark and Jeff. And Emil. I think more along the lines... Yeah, yeah. But I think more along the lines that there's something and specific Eric. that you like. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like, the idea. That's, that's kind of like, the idea. Or Center if you want to drink like some really fancy fucking beer, bring it. Sure. Otherwise. Yeah. Other than that, it's whatever we fucking have. Yeah. All right, let's wrap this up. <laughs> Brandon... Outstanding, man. Thanks, man. From a, a, a show that we had, we're supposed to have guests, and we're like, what are we going to do? And this is what we ended up with? Not bad, my nice friend. Nice way to wing it, my friend. Nice way to wing it. Cheers on that. And as usual, everybody, thank you for listening to The Malting Hour. I'm Tony Golick. And I'm Brandon Winninger. And we will see you guys next time. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>